it was like the last three pages. Whenever, um, whenever Rue, uh, not Rue, whenever, <laughs> whenever Prim uh, dies or gets murdered or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, it's, it's happily ever after, but it's clearly not happily ever after. So at that point, mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I can't do this. Prim, her full name was Primrose. Is that true? Yes. Primrose Everdeen. Primrose Everdeen. And Katniss is also a plant or a flower. Is that the case? Yeah, she's like a oh, potato. Yes. yes. A potato. Yeah. A root. <laughs> An edible root. <laughs> also has a flower. It does. That's okay. Whole, that's a whole ass metaphor right there. <laughs> An edible they really root. did like chew her up and spit her out. <laughs> that's what they wanted in the revolution. <laughs> What exactly are they trying to say with that name then? Any, I thought uh, it was that she was like hearty and practical and Primrose was pretty and dainty. <laughs> yeah, it was so like, funny. I didn't really get she that. She survives. Story. That's what, yeah. there was some story mm. about Katniss and how it yeah. sustains people. And so she's a survivor, just like Katniss. Are there flower um, <laughs> metaphors for us in this book, The Selection by Kira? Uh, <laughs> Kira Cass. I don't know, but there sure is somebody called America. Is it teen enough? Teen enough. Teen enough for you now. Operates like a typical book club. True story. With spoilers throughout. So if you want a spoiler-free experience of this book, The Selection by Kira Cass. Press pause. Go read the book and come back. Come on back. We hope you enjoy both the book and our discussion of it. But um, shh. Is It Teen Enough For You Now, a young adult novel book club in which your team of highly trained librarians, Molly, Lindsay, Nathan, Nate, Kim, will discuss a YA novel today. The Selection by Kira Cass. Are there flower, um... (laughs) Metaphors for us in this book, The Selection by Kira, uh, <laughs> Kira, Kira Cass. Cass. I don't know, but there sure is somebody called America. America like Singer. America Singer. Because she sings. Original. She's part of this class that sings. There, there were, were there Rose names? There was a, there was a person named Tiny. <laughs> and she was Tiny. What? Indeed. And a Celeste, who's the designated um, like, devil asshole of the book. <laughs> She's not much of an antagonist, I have to say. I was not particularly threatened by her. I was like, okay, you're you're here because I guess they need uh, one of the girls to be mean. I don't know. Are you kidding me? She like ripped her dress from her. That is like typical mean girl behavior. <laughs> you guys, Before a live but broadcast. she's like redeemed later. Sort of. No spoilers. I just forget. Why? Total spoiler. She dies at the end. That's fine. <laughs> the relevant point I think that we can make is so Kiara Cass, uh, the author of the book we're talking about, which is called The Selection. The selection. <laughs> she was born in May in May of 1981, so she is 40 years old, um, which makes her you know comparable to the to to our ages. Like she's within our generational like uh, space. Some of and some it, of y'all. Some of y'all, yeah. Say, Molly is very nicely young still. For the listening audience, Molly graduated high school this year. Congratulations, 2020 strong. <laughs> yeah, 
is a good that is a good 10 years um from my own uh, date of birth, third year. Sure. <laughs> I guess she's probably, she would probably self-identify and I don't want to assume, but like as a Gen Xer, although she could easily go millennial. I think she's um, a geriatric millennial. Geriatric millennial. And Molly, I think that you also might self-identify if you choose as a millennial, if you go in generational. But... No, that's like <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am um, mostly millennial with like a teaspoon and a half of Gen Z. Yeah. Which okay. is... The teaspoon and a half is the one that makes you a staunch Marxist, as I read recently. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Or is it because you part know. your hair in the center? Definitely, yeah, democratic, socialist. Yeah, I, I did have my hair parted in the middle for a very long time. Um, it's all it's all part and parcel of the, the whole experience. I was, this is unrelated, I'm derailing us early, um, but Perfect. I was watching the TV show Hacks. Um, right, yes. Smart, and, and I kept thinking of it as a show about a boomer and a millennial. And in a late episode, the character Anna says, I'm not a millennial. What are you kidding? Some millennials are 40. I'm only 25. Yeah. I'm Gen Z. I saw the uh, I saw a thing recently that says the best way to think of millennials as one end is Chris Evans and the other end is Tom Holland. Like that's I wish I knew who either of them were. That's your reign. Oh. Um, that's what that's, you have um, to deal with. I, I do know who they are. It's um, Captain America and Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> One of many Spider-Men, yes. The current Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, Who's not Miles Morales? Until they reboot it again. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Kira Cass is, yes, a geriatric millennial. That's what Ugh. I'll be using to refer Such to. Such a terrible designation. <laughs> She's probably an ex. I bet she, she, an ex. she yeah. thinks of herself as an ex. Yeah. It could be. I guess the thing I that I was thinking about, we were talking about Celeste as the villain who rips a dress. And to me, that feels super familiar as like a mean trope of a mid to late 90s teen oh, film or something like that. Yeah. Not <laughs> just right. the, the dress for it, but the uh, name. Yeah, yeah, it's very Gen X-y. Right, like a clueless character would be Celeste yeah. who does a dress rip in order to make the character feel bad. Yes. Um, just I muted mean. myself. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was, a, that was a weird flex. I want to say... As an opening question, can I do it? I don't want to hog the yeah. time here. Yeah, um, please. By all means. So in 1988, there was an American animated musical film by the Walt Disney Company called Oliver and Company. Is Your anyone one. familiar with it? Yes, of yes. course. <laughs> okay, Oliver so. Oliver as cats and dogs. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> or Oliver Twist as cats and dogs. <laughs> Music by Billy Joel. It's exquisite. According to wikipedia.com. <laughs> Under the under the header plot, um, on on Fifth Avenue, several kittens are left in a box outside a shop. All but one, an orange tabby, who I would imagine is Oliver. Is that true? That's correct. Oliver. So Oliver are adopted, wandering the streets by himself in search of someone to adopt him. The kitten meets a laid back mongrel named Dodger, who agrees to help him steal food from a hot dog vendor. Dodger then reneges on the deal and flees with the hot dogs. The question I have for everyone about the selection <laughs> is <laughs> um, what cast do these two animals belong to? You have Oliver, the, uh, the, the, the stray tabby cat, or not, what do you call it? Feral tabby cat left in a box uh, in downtown New York City on Fifth Avenue. And then you have Dodger, the um, thief dog. W where would you place them on the cast ladder? 
I like that you assume that the casts are so well developed that we could easily <laughs> place them. They're both eights. The end. <laughs> Although they sing, but I think they're both eights, right? Yeah. So that three low, well, Dodger is definitely an eight. Slightly high. Dodger is definitely yeah. an eight. Yeah. He ends up Oliver getting adopted might, by the bougie. Yeah. So. Oliver might even be a six at one point in his life. I, I thought I was understanding the cast system somewhat. Our our narrative our our heroine our heroine is a five a four five a five a five and fives are artists and singers correct yeah but then we find out Celeste has invited Tessa Tamble to her birthday party um, everyone knows Tessa Tamble the two pop star yeah um, so so twos are also singers so then I was thinking. Um, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> like, you have like to a, be a no. celebrity. So the She's twos are like celebrities. Yeah. Or like if you're a troubadour yeah. singing in the Star's Hollow um, gazebo, you are a five. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, exactly. would be a, he would be a five. Um, but uh, the Beyonce is a two. In season one would be <laughs> would be a two. That's the celebrities, yeah. So does that does that not include Sonic Youth? So they're a five, though. But that makes oh, yeah, okay, that tracks for me. I don't think of. I mean, okay, I'm just Sonic gonna... Youth never reached celebrity pop star level. Yeah. They are fives <laughs> through and through. Working class, like, well, they're artists too. So like, artists are also five, right? Or yeah, mm-hmm. so like, the, yeah, they're thorough. They're yeah, thorough fives. Middling level, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, although your this question of casts brings up. Um, something I was thinking about it's a, uh, with this character of Aspen, who our main character loves. Um, he's a six. Yeah. Sixes are required to um, perform service for everyone. So basically there's a, there's a boy in town who does everything for her because he's required to, because of his cast and she falls in love with him. Um, and I wrote this down. He, she says, um, I looked him over too. No cast excluded, Aspen was by far the most attractive guy in town. He had dark hair and green eyes and the smile that made you think he had a secret. He was tall, but not too tall. Thin, but not too thin. I feel like there's a song there. He's tall, but not too... Anyway, uh, I, I noticed in the dim light that there were tiny bags under his eyes. No doubt he'd been working late all week. His black t-shirt was worn to threads in several places, just like the shabby pair of jeans he wore almost every day. And I was wondering, like... Female gaze in action, man. Is it? <laughs> like he sounds like um the the Goldilocks of boys in town. He's yeah. tall, he's not too tall, but he's not too thin, and he does everything for me because his cat requires it. Because he's required. <laughs> That's there are no issues. The good thing there are no issues there whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds perfect. I know. No, <laughs> nothing was, that would some... you know cause anyone alarm or any consent issues or anything like that. I'm so glad we're not reading about those anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was 2011. It didn't exist. Didn't it come out in 2011? No consent early. It's a famous millennial problem. They don't understand consent. It's just Kira Cass and, and her cast of millennials. <laughs> <laughs> that actually kind of seemed true. It was like, oh, you got to do whatever this guy wants. 
no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> and right, the girls so, are like, all right. <laughs> He's the only one who has a problem with this. And then he gets super upset with her for being upset with him. <laughs> oh, God. It is pretty impressive. So um, Aspen has to do anything anybody asks him. And then when, when, when America Singer, which we have to talk about a lot, um, America Singer decides that she will join the selection, she's told by a man she has to do whatever Maxon wants. And so it's just like, that's the that's the world she's in. She either has the, the boy who does anything she wants, or she's with the boy who she has to do anything he wants. It feels very transactional. Right? Yeah. Her reaction, though, is not as um, graceful as Aspen's is. That's true. <laughs> I feel like the Aspen and America relationship was supposed to be like Buttercup and Wesley. I don't know that it necessarily succeeded in that. I feel like there was a more mutual thing, real kind of relationship in that dynamic. But I don't know. I feel like that was kind of what she was going for. As you I'm wish. glad you came to that conclusion. <laughs> That's much more generous than what I was thinking. Well, I'm not saying she necessarily succeeded, but I feel like that was the intent. <laughs> can, we, can we have a pop culture reference alert and have an explanation for what you're talking about? <laughs> okay, just for you, Nate. I am talking about the relationship between uh, the two main characters in The Princess Bride Oh, okay. I should know that. You're right. I know. (laughs) Princess Buttercup and Wesley, the man in black. Is that what his nickname is? Yes. (laughs) So in the beginning, they had this relationship where he was like kind of the servant type person. And um, yeah, was was he literally her servant? And then so whenever he she asked him to do anything, it was always farm boy, do this, farm boy, do that. And he always said, as you wish, every single time. But then Oof. they ended up falling but in then love. But one day, Buttercup realized that when Wesley said, as you wish, what he meant was, I love you. I love you. That was my Peter <laughs> Falk impression. I, I hope that came across. I love it. That Why movie's is so that, good. There's a romantic like idea in our culture whereby like there's a rebellious streak in certain people who are willing to take on a relationship, friend or otherwise, with somebody who's understood to be lesser than them. It, mm-hmm. Like We're supposed to look at America Singer and her relationship with Aspen and be like, America is obviously open-minded or something, but is that what we're supposed to think? You know what? I, I understand. Farther than I got. <laughs> I, I, I almost feel like they set up that relationship so that you could have a better relationship with the Prince Mason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's you can look at it and go, oh, that's flawed. <laughs> you know? Like, I, this I is tricked. my young love, and then I'm going for my my true love, or whatever, who accepts me for who I am, and I accept them for who I am, they are, or some <laughs> crap like that. Um, <laughs> I like that. Um, really. uh, so, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit like that, because Aspen is bleh, and um, you kind of early on get it, but at the same time, I get it's like, her first love so she's like so I actually okay you guys you're gonna hate me for this but I actually feel like the love triangle made sense and it might be the first time a love triangle has made sense to me because they break up she's like I don't know I still like him and then I got this other guy and like for the first like she actually I feel like she actually did that fairly successfully I mean not to say that it's good but but 
but isn't but it I feel way? like there's actually an ex- a reasonable reason why we have the love triangle unlike say you know um our friend uh Katniss which I'm like what no mm. or how about yeah. our favorite love triangle between the heroine of all time, no. Bella Swan. <laughs> no, too much of it. Yeah, I mean, that's how this read to me was that Aspen was uh, just your regular. Uh, oh, my brain doesn't work. Who's the werewolf kid? Jacob. 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 He's yes. got dark he hair. Was such a, he was a Jacob. He was well. He was kind of. He was kind of. Uh, Edward and Jacob are mostly the same honestly so it was kind of both of them because he was just like a macho dude bro is like okay you can want that but only when i want it so you have to wait because i don't want that right now <laughs> and has to pay for like it feels and i said transactional but very much so pays for every song right uh, a penny yeah here's yeah. my penny for your song which yeah. um i guess is a big deal to him but he has to like it's it's about pride, obviously, because then when she tries to feed him a large meal, he gets very upset. Um, and it felt like that was why they broke up more than anything else. And then she thinks she sees him with a girl, as she's taking off for the selection, and then and that's enough. So that already says a lot to me. Like he's so prideful that offered a large meal he gets angry and if she sees him standing next to a girl who fell into his arms literally because she tripped she believes that he is already with someone else and has moved on that says a lot about his uh, personality type i see what she more about her personality though she was like she must have not trusted him if she thought he was gonna like move on that quickly that's true too I mean, was there a reason to trust him though? She like he convinced her to like be in this election, right? It so was weird. It was, it was weird. Super weird. <laughs> like have a better life, but don't. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> you need to you need to put your name in for this. I did. I'm not gonna get selected. Well, you need to put your name in for it, and then she gets selected. Well, you can't go. <laughs> there are there are a lot of people. Uh, there were at the beginning there were a lot of there was a lot of the espousing of oh you're so pretty you're so talented you're so you know everything yeah for the benefit of uh, radio yeah Kim made a, a face that I agree with <laughs> um, and she's just like I don't get it man I'm just like out here living my life and these people just won't stop telling me like how attractive and funny and great I am um but I did like on a different note I like that they went through all the paperwork and stuff before she went on the show and they were like okay so we have to tick all these boxes like you know are you are you pure are you can you sign up on this uh you know release form and stuff like that um I don't know that just I thought that was interesting that they actually bothered to go through all that because sex before marriage was illegal yep and you could get arrested this is a future world right like this world that we're living in is a future world yes something to look forward to I think yeah that to me is kind of interesting because I've been contemplating in my head like where the where we're headed in certain ways like Mm -hmm. where this world is headed I don't know maybe Maybe the illegality of sex before marriage is something that could be 
could be deemed possible or some shit. I don't, that's wild. Install a, a royal family. That was one of my yeah. questions. Is um, what what has to happen to the United States for them to say like, you know what, we really miss having a king. How do we get that back? Divine uh, rights of kings. That's what's been fucking us. Do you up. kind of find that out in the series? It's kind yeah, of dumb. Talk about why they did that. I forget why, but they did have a reason. <laughs> in in my most state friendly um, mind thought, like thought games, like this, the 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 head of state monarch, whatever it is, makes a lot of sense. Actually, like there is um, a ceremonial, like wasted time. Like it's a bad use of time for a for a for a. Um, I mean, what is what is the head of state in our in our country? They're like a administrator, right? And like they have to waste all their damn time um, having tea with other heads of state. So like, let's uh, make someone else do that. And you get down to the uh, into the mud fight or whatever you would call the actual day to day of politicking. But he so was ceremonial. That, that is how a lot of other countries do it, though. Um, yeah, I think so. Not, yeah. You know, not, I don't not think strictly in terms of having a monarchy, but in terms of having like a prime minister and then a president. Yeah. Anyway, yes. But this one was not divided. Like it felt like he was also the head of state as well as being the ceremonial. Right. He was very, very busy all the time. I feel like M- Maxon, who's our who's our boy? Mason. Maxon. Maxon. No, I Maxon. Mason. That's right. Mason, Mason. Dixon. Mason. It's like, yeah, because I, th- I felt like his name was a portmanteau of Mason and Dixon. Dixon yeah. There are enemies to the north and there are enemies to the south. And, and he's looking for America Singer. That's all he wants is one America Singer. <laughs> We, wait, so she's mayor, right? They call her mayor, or some of them do. Yeah, ma- that's right. Mayor of Ilya. That's right. Like, I forgot. Really? It, it's only the boy, um, uh, Aspen, uh, calls her mayor. No one else does, though, I think, right? Yeah. Like, that's his name for her. I forgot her name was mayor. Can we talk about her name? Or the, the, I want to talk about the geopolitical scenario that exists. Wait, Actually, what? What the hell are we even talking about? Maybe we should let our yeah, listeners know. <laughs> so I, I'm really interested in this. I looked, I was thinking about this today I'll, and, and when I read it. So we live in a world in this book where um, the United States owes a large debt to China. So very <laughs> much like um, 2011 United States um, as filtered through the Tea Party lens, where we believe that that debt makes us um, vulnerable to China instead of um, there are other ways to examine it, but the Tea Party would say that, that that makes us vulnerable to China. So China invades because we have not been able to pay our debt back. And what they don't get in money, they get in um, American labor, which I have to say, when I read that, I started to laugh out loud because um, we go to China. China has labor in droves that's way cheaper than American labor. And there's so many more workers in China that I can't imagine that the American labor would have been much of a drop in the bucket. But regardless, um, they become, we become the Chinese States of America. And then in this book, yeah, eventually they yeah. break into a country called Ilya. I didn't really get when that happened. Does do they explain that? I've got it here on the internet. If, if you want to know, it might oh, come yeah. in later. Kim, you might know. Let's know. They oh, please tell us what Wikipedia one. says because the world building sucked. <laughs> I, I think it's built on um, a pretty aggressive, very racist political trope that exists within our society. As Nathan was pointing what? out with that um, that Tea Party shit, 
But it says here, um, Ilya began when New Asia invaded America after either World War III or World War IV. Apparently, they were so mixed together, they don't even know which one it was. That's bad world building, I would imagine, right? Um, Gregory Ilya rallied the people, quote, quote, the people, (laughs) um, and managed to flush out the New Asians as they were distracted by fighting with Russia over borders in their homeland. That is um, that is the country that, ex- that is Ilya. Ilya came out of that that mess. Sure, <laughs> it's pretty much like all of North America, right? Like, yeah, Canada is part yeah, of it. Or Canada, and, yeah. I don't and know about Mexico. I was gonna say, does it include Mexico and like Central America? Is, very clear. Or? is the whole thing called Pan Am? No, it's called Ilya. For bread and circus? No. Nope. If it was, it would be more. It would be more entertaining. <laughs> they don't have they districts. Don't they have casts. The numbers yeah. are different. Well, they don't know the history. Isn't that a point that's brought up one, like once or twice? Like they they're not taught the history. Yeah, ever. it's just like something you're supposed to know, but nobody actually does. Yeah, it's never taught. And so. I think it comes in later that. She, and this is like, I mean, minor spoiler, but barely. She comes to realize that Ilya was like not a very good guy. She's like, oh, honey, of course he wasn't a good guy. Why would he be a good guy? He was the leader. <laughs> Just the leader. He's like a despot. Yeah, and that's it. Who recreated a Gendry. Of course he was <laughs> a terrible human being. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's another metaphor right there for becoming uh, woke, I feel like. Uh, you want to go back to all a point? About the most horrible part of herself and her background. Well, maybe that comes later. I want to go back to a point that Molly said about uh her being so beautiful but she doesn't know it you guys classic bella (laughs) i was trying to avoid mentioning anything the t word or anything related to it but it's nate's favorite book we have to the classic sports (laughs) novel sports novel (laughs) i like it's a who's that, who's that baseball writer, Christopher Pike or something? Like, um, the biggest <laughs> no, influence on and it's who's, not Chris Lynch. It's a, a Chris, his influence. The Matt Meyer. Christopher. Matt Christopher, the biggest writing influence on Stephanie Meyer. Actually, <laughs> it should be said. That was her tribute. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I can. I can. I can die happy now. That's beautiful. But yes, no, it, it is very much like I'm not like other girls, but I don't know it, so it's fine. Um, I, everyone I, else knows it, and that's what really matters. So I will say, like, at least with America, you're like, no, she's pretty cool. Like, I could, I felt like she was, she was kind of naturally humble. She wasn't, you know, taking, you know, like hat airs or whatever. She just was like, I'm just who I am or whatever. And she seemed like a good person and she was in an environment where no one would ever speak with their mind. And so the fact that she did made her stand out. And I feel like they did have, like she and Maxon did have really good chemistry too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, They were both a little, I don't know, stilted perhaps in their uh, 
the narrative of their presentation. I don't know the best way to say that, but I felt like it was like totally a believable relationship. And it was a fun, I don't know, just a fun story. Like I read it, I'm like, this is just the Hunger Games mixed with The Bachelor. But I'm here for it. I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> and it doesn't go on for the whole book either. It doesn't, and, and not everyone's fawning over her all the time, like some other characters we've already mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> it's just She's... at the beginning. And I was like, if I have to listen to an entire book of this, I will rip my own throat out. But it wasn't. So, yeah. That is true. And she was not whiny at all, or hardly ever. No. And Maxon was, was a, he was a good, like, PETA character yeah. he wasn't a, a a jacob or an edward so you know give me a pita and i'm happy <laughs> yeah can you can you describe his attire to me like when you see max and like what's he wearing <gasps> i don't know clothes <laughs> there's some like um aren't there some like uh hallmark movies starring uh rose mciver where she marries like some prince guy and he has like a white suit and epaulets. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I picture him wearing all the time. It's just like a white suit with epaulets and maybe Something some metals. Like collar for some reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. That. Does he wear facial hair? No. No. If no. he does, it's like big fat uh side mutton chops. Mutton chops. Like Wolverine. <laughs> He's also what 18? Yeah. 19? Yeah. Yeah. Like so that. an only child, which is interesting to me. Um I'm I was wondering about the backstory there. I think they said she had miscarriages, right? Did I miss that? Or did it yeah in a Queen Anne situation where she has yeah. like 17 miscarriages? In this book, I don't recall that. No, I don't That's recall that either, but Oh, I thought uh, they, they mentioned that. I don't remember where they mention it, but they do because she wants to take on the girls as their her daughters, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably in the second one. Off the street. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found the Kirkus review of this book from when it came out, and they wrote, um, it's a bad sign when you can figure out the elevator pitch for a novel from the get-go. In this case, if it wasn't that Bachelor Meets the Hunger Games is pretty darn close. In a rigid caste-based dystopian future, Ilya's Prince Maxon has come of age and needs to marry. One girl will be chosen by lottery from each province to travel to the capital and live in the palace so the prince can make his choice. The winning girl will become queen and her family will be elevated to ones. America, a five, doesn't want to join the selection because she's in love with Aspen, a six. But pressure from both her family and Aspen causes her to relent, and the rest is entirely predictable. She's chosen, she goes to the palace, she draws the ire of the other girls with her beauty and the interest of the prince and her spunky independence. Prince Maxon is much nicer than expected, but she will remain loyal to Aspen, maybe. Shabby world building complements the formulaic plot. Scant explanation is made for the ructions that have created the current political reality, and the palace is laughably vulnerable to rebels from both the North and the South, neither of whom are given any credible motives. But there's lots of descriptions of dresses, which I actually take an issue with. I don't think there was enough description of dresses. <laughs> and half the time, um, she's wearing pants anyway. But anyway, uh, and it says, this is my favorite line, a probably harmless, entirely forgettable series opener. Yet, here we are. This was written in 2012. Here we are in 2021, year of our Lord, 
and this book has a ton of holds. I, I it's got a movie coming out. out. Yeah, it's got. But even before then, this flies off the shelf. This book is really popular. This series is really popular. Um, and I I was reading book two at one point, and I have some good friends that you get together with like once a month, and I I was like, oh my gosh, you guys have to read this series. It's terrible, but it's the best. You have to read it. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to read them. A, <laughs> I had to read them a scene from book two. And I, remember, I wish I had it. I don't have it with me, but it was like, I've decided what I'm going to do. I need to be the buxom beauty and I'm going to win the prince. I'm going to go get my man. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard. And I was just like, I just love this book so much. It's just so ridiculous, but it is just, it is just like a pure joy. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It's so silly, but I just am like so into it. It's I guess so what I can say. No, go oh. ahead. I've been well, I, I was gonna say like, okay, so you guys know that I read all three in the series, right? Okay, and back to back. And um, before it was a thing, I always roll my eyes at anybody who picked up that book. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? It's a princess <laughs> book, Blech. but not a good princess book that like Shannon Hale writes, but just like an icky gross princess bachelor story, right? And the covers, ugh. anyway. Um, but then when I, I'm actually kind of glad that we got to read it because it is incredibly readable. That's the mm. thing about it. Like, it's not like it's like high literature. The the um, story building is atrocious. I mean, the, the, the world building is atrocious. It's like so bad, but it's so, so readable that I totally yeah. get why teenagers just like eat it up. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sold. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I like, I'm, especially right now, like that I'm reading mostly only queer books. I keep wondering when I was reading this, I was like, I don't think gay people exist in this world, let alone trans people. I just don't think it's a thing. Well, that's That's interesting. (laughs) This is all just like the, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of the, the white cis people, but White straight cis people. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, I, you, I totally agree with you. In fact, like I was, I was querying the book while I was reading it. It's not <laughs> something I feel like I normally would need to do. I kept thinking, like, well, maybe Marley. She doesn't seem to like uh, Max at all. <laughs> yeah. And she's into somebody. Like she's got some secret she's keeping. Is she like? Does she like America? Is that gonna yeah. be? Like a, she okay, she into a, a I know it. I know what her story is. It is very straight. <laughs> oh, she totally has one that comes. It is very straight. It is very straight. But I was doing the same thing. I'm actually like surprised. I was like, are you sure there wasn't a gay character in there? I must have been querying it too. <laughs> is there even are there even non-white characters in it? There's like a one Asian character, I think, and that's about it. <laughs> Presumably a, t- a, a person who's like, this isn't an, an enemy or something. Like th- remember they were fighting new Asia or something. Oh, okay. Asian. And that comes into play at some point. Cause she's uh-huh. from like Swendway or something, but it's somehow Asian. What I don't understand is why they're, <laughs> I guess the whole premise of the book. Uh, it seems like as a Royal family, it would be inevitable that he would marry to make an alliance. 
that Maxon would marry for political reasons and not for love. Like, I just don't understand why they're going through all of these. Well, they, oh, they said they, they can't actually it. care whether yes. or not he finds love. Like, <laughs> yeah, they say that the girls marry to make alliances if you have a daughter, mm -hmm. but boys have to marry someone of the commonwealth to to appease the commoners to keep them in line. Yeah. So his well, there are so many ways to keep people in line that don't involve marrying like one one commoner like every generation. Like that's not much of an appeasement. <laughs> no, but they have to do the whole like they it it's similar to the Hunger Games in that they all like watch, you know, like these girls from their you know faction not factions. Plat wait, what are they? Informative, yes. Districts. <laughs> whatever they are no. oh, um, wrong book <laughs> wrong series <laughs> yeah. you know, they have to watch it you know their casts um and their areas so you know i mean that brings everybody together because they're rooting for people from their cast slash regions right because they've got regions too she's from the carolinas or something yeah. like that right yeah 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 i don't know I don't either. I like this thing that Nate put in the chat. He said, not much is known about Swendway, but many people believe that it could be the country Sweden, Norway, and Finland of Northern Europe due to their name and monarchy and their official language, which is Finnish. Yeah, <laughs> it could be Finland, because, but we're not sure. But they speak Finnish. See, I thought it was um, a mix of Sweden and Amway, like a corporate merger. Uh, it was like an MLM country where they just try to get folks to... Uh, join their pyramid scheme in order to beat new coke China or whatever the other country was called new coke asia okay so am i wrong but i i was pretty sure that the not the girl from swinley she had like wait I, I swear the the girl named tiny was also asian which is terrible but i could be wrong I don't remember a description of her other than being very tiny. Okay. Uh, Maybe I conflated people and that that's bad on me, but they did really bad war world building. Uh, or was it extremely efficient? Um, we want to have a book where someone is chosen and the title of the, the choosing shall be the selection. We want to have a, a, a protagonist with a meaningful name. That name will be America and she's a singer. So her last name is Singer. And we want to have a, a clear system of casts. And so we'll number people one to eight. Although I was hoping for one to 10. I, I have to say I was a little yeah. disappointed that it didn't go all the way to 10. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nate. Tammy Lee was the supporting character in the selection. She was a three from Dakota and chosen for Prince Maxon's selection. Tenny was part of the selection, but was eliminated when the girls were narrowed down to the elite. Okay, so yeah, the one named Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. So she's a farm girl from the Dakotas. Yes, tell us all about that, Nathan. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know about the farming of the Dakotas. I'm from the mining and treaty breaking portion of the state. That's what we're known for, breaking the treaties and, um, and stealing gold. Perfect. It seems to me that Tiny's only role in this election was, and I quote, Tiny told the other selected girls about seeing America and Maxa together, which prompted some of the girls to ask her questions. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
I don't know where you're reading from, but I want to believe it's like straight from the book. Um, I assume this is like <laughs> wiki, but it sounds like it could be a right uh, dialogue from the book. Although, now I understand why I thought she was Asian because her last name is Lee and I was listening to it. Mm. So I didn't realize it was L-E-E. Mm. My well, head is L. Yeah. Or that could still yeah, be Asian. Still but be now Asian. I understand why I, I thank you. But she's not Asian? She could still be. She still could be Asian. I don't know. Okay. Well, it I'm must be because Dakotas, of her last name. That I thought highly, that. Uh, as someone from the Dakotas, it doesn't seem likely. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there were there were Chinatowns um, like Deadwood, where I grew up, had a Chinatown, um, and you can do an underground tour and see where it used to be. And they still do um, a Chinese New Year parade and crown a princess, but um, there are but it's always a white kid, pretty much. Um, oh my Chinese, gosh, Chinese don't live there anymore, um, which begs the question: Where did they go? <laughs> Um, but I don't know that I, yeah, I don't know. As with every other question of where did those people go in the Dakotas, I think the answer is usually that you don't really want to know because it probably wasn't good. Oh, geez. I am interested in these worlds. I feel like we keep seeing, and maybe just because this gives me um, Man in the High Castle vibes, but worlds where this book gives you Man in the High they, Castle vibes? For some reason, <laughs> this universe that's what that's what it's giving me where the smaller states everything merges into a larger thing like Swenway from you know three separate countries right now and then you know Lyria you just have the different caste systems and there's not as much differentiation between the states it just seems to me like it would go in pretty much any case it would go in the opposite direction where it would become more and more fractious as opposed to more you know, countries uniting in that way. I just don't see that. <laughs> but what I don't get is wouldn't that make all the countries more diverse instead of more white? Because they're all combining, but they're becoming more white. So where are all the people of color? Like where? Where indeed, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> like at least in, you know, Marie Lou's legend, I really like that part of it where they showed kind of um, how they all had features from many dif different ethnic groups because everyone had kind of intermarried or intermixed or whatever. And there wasn't really a single ethnic group anymore in that future society. And that makes a lot of sense sort of, but for everyone to be white is really weird. I, I I want to know if it's like a nightmare scenario or if this was the end game for the tea party like we become we take over we consolidate power we don't actually pay off our debts we let china come in and conquer us so that we can have an all white all straight all dress society i was gonna say it seems like a pretty convenient reason to like kick everybody out right mm. Mm. I mean, isn't it Damn. always <laughs> historically? Um, yeah, it seems to be more of a, I guess I'm also getting Firefly vibes from it where those are like last two superpowers <laughs> and everyone, like, and everyone uh, tries to speak Chinese and they can't. Yeah. They can't try to speak where everybody yeah. speaks Chinese, but there's not a single Chinese person in the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Asian person in the whole Weird. show. Yes. 
Yeah. Damn. That'd be I mean, it's true, right? Yeah. No, it's really well, there are Asian uh, scenery people, but no main characters, correct? Yep. And there's plenty of acknowledgement that China is dominant, but... Yeah. No, no, no people. <laughs> no actual Chinese people on the show. It's great. It's fine. Um, so that seems to be the, the approach here. <laughs> we'll pay lip service to it, but we won't actually, <laughs> you know, hire anyone. It's fine. She's in Kira Cass is a known Joss Whedon stand. That's what it is. Or maybe she actually gave absolutely no thought to it at all. What? <laughs> what? I mean, it's, you know, I have to go take a walk. The other part of this is is the right North Carolina character. It's you know you're not exposed to anything other than white people. So you make white people the default and you don't give it any more thought than that. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's definitely only white people in North Carolina. (laughs) I I don't know. Anybody who writes like this, I I don't know if I can agree with you. This like specificity and range. So there were things, important things in this world that I loved. And that piece of paper seemed like a brick wall keeping me from what I wanted. Maybe what I wanted was stupid. But still, it was mine. I didn't think I could sacrifice my dreams. It doesn't say no matter what they are, but we don't know what they are. No matter how much my family meant to me, besides I'd given them so much already. Um, and I, I wrote a question like, is what she wants stupid? And the answer is yes. And what <laughs> has she given her family? And I wasn't 100% sure. She said she's given her family so much, but maybe she has. I don't want to uh, dismiss everything. Um, I don't know where I was going. I'm tired. But yes, the uh, there were important things in this world. <laughs> what the important thing is just that guy, right? That's her thing, right? That that's her dream, right? Yeah. Is it right? I mean, that was my question. What was her dream? But I think her dream was to marry Aspen and have lots of kids. She wanted to correct? yeah. She wanted to buck the caste system. She was going to tear the caste system down by making a statement. Uh, I think through you're her thinking love. of the wrong series. <laughs> you, I'm thinking of the right series, but there's a correlation <laughs> okay. there, I think. <laughs> I mean, wasn't the, didn't she just know that like she would marry him and then she'd be a six and they'd just be like six and six. Yeah. And I didn't think she was like necessarily fighting the man or whatever, fighting the power. She was just like, okay, I'll be a lower cast, whatever. Is that what would happen? I think that she keeps her cast. It just complicates her existence. Oh, she loses her cast position. Mm -hmm. And then does what? She just becomes a cook or some sort of servant or despite her singing abilities. Okay, weird. If they have five children, she's probably, I mean, and on the salary that he's making, she's probably staying at home and raising five children. Word. I mean, later she decides she wants to get rid of the caste system, but that's not in this book. Um, but the caste you can system see is stupid anyway. Her, I mean, that's a. Uh, there's some things like her influence over Maxon. Um, yeah. Where and one day she she regales him with I don't know the concept of being hungry or something like yeah. he's like wait what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the next day, he's like, fuck this. And it reduces spending in his empire to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to get food. It seems like she has that thread within her. Yeah. But I wonder why, why didn't, why 
if Cass could have really leaned in on that, like why not create this character? I mean, maybe she does later, I guess, but like that, there's something cool there. Like, I think there was a part about her personality that, that for whatever reason was emphasized for me, that seemed interesting. Like I was into America singer. Um, her, she was spunkily independent or whatever the review said. Um, a spunk. What did she have? Like a Sprite, a, a sunny independence. But spunky, fuck if I know. Spunky. Yeah. Spunky. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, which was fun to read about. And then, yeah. you know, she brought yeah. Max in into, uh, over, over into this, to this other point of view pretty quickly. Yeah. I do think that the, the story like is weird. Right. So like um, we get to the, the relationship with Aspen seems really thin as Nathan was pointed out with like her, like being like, Oh, okay. That, that guy is done. He's, he's holding a, another woman for reasons I don't even know, uh, but I don't care. Um, and then she's over in the palace and she's acting, um, you know, like a little rebel or whatever. And um, I guess the thing that I find, I found the romance intriguing and fun. It was fine, but the, <laughs> the, the rebel attacks and all the shit that was going on around that, was the most exciting for me because what the fuck is happening in those situations? <laughs> and like, I just don't understand. Like it, it, first of all, it reminded me a little bit of the Capitol invasion that took place in January of this year, where you're like, how the fuck uh, uh, has this happened? It, not that like, like you would just think that the, 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 um, the, the King of Ilya like could keep people out of his castle. Yeah, especially <laughs> to have it be, attacked so regularly it's like don't you have security measures that you put in place after the first time this happens this is like the 25th time this has happened this has happened very regularly yeah, it's like they the elevator breaking down or down. something they like put the elevators out of order sign up again and <laughs> i just I... go ahead no, i was I just gonna say that's what kept me reading i'm not gonna lie that's why i read the next ones to try and figure out what was up with that and that's why i'm mad at it because that, yeah, they're, they're just really bad at creating castles <laughs> there's no reason that's it they just like oh, these fortifications are terrible we should have gone to home depot uh yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean, totally yeah. it can be reading too kim and i think that so like i've been very vocal about having enjoyed this book like for i don't know like maybe it's my fascination with reality tv like the the, the romantic selection thing was fun i was like this is great i feel like i'm watching the discovery app and then the um uh the the rebellion started to hit and i was like all right this is really cool what's going on why the hell are these people in the, in the palace marching around hurting um hurting people who work and live there like i'm just like what the fuck who are these people um is this some game of thrones shit and then um it happened what twice i think in the yeah. story as we yeah, were reading reached twice yeah, one right? like and towards the end, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. But then like the book just like it was a bad one and a lot of people are crying in the kitchen or something like that. <laughs> and Maxon's okay that um America Singer brought her two um devoted maids. I don't know what's three. three devoted yeah. maids with her into the safe house, uh, the safe kitchen. And then the story to me, if I'm not mistaken, kind of ends. Isn't that it? Oh, and all yes. of a sudden it becomes a, uh, yeah, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, change of plans. Every, we're narrowing it down to the elite. Everyone, you know, bye. <laughs> right, that's right. That's And then that's the conclusion. Yeah. And I guess I was a little bit upset. Like, I really, I have not read the second one. Um, I wanted to hold until we did this talk. But like, I feel, I feel like I was let down. Like, I was, I was feel a little disappointed uh, in Kira, uh, my generation um, cohort at, <laughs> 
and I just feel like, um, I just feel like how to, how did she get a book contract? Right. Like this is the book that she presented and they were like, Oh yeah, we'll pay you to, to follow that one up. It was such a cliffhanger. Miss Cass, we need you to write a second novel. Like I just, I guess I'm flabbergasted by the end of it. Like, I wonder if we could talk about like what that even is as far as an ending is concerned. We can just be careful that um, how negative you go because I know. You don't want her publisher to go on Twitter and. Talk about oh, that's another point. I wanted to have that conversation. Too. What? Oh, has that happened to us? That's a good conversation. No. I don't know. Oh my god. So the only part of it I can talk about with any sort of authority, um, because I like lost my mind when this happened. Um, so Kara Cass and her agent had a discussion over Twitter that they thought was private because someone <gasps> posted a one-star review on Goodreads and they were talking about all the different ways that they were gonna like denigrate this person and like pump <gasps> up the good reviews and like what a oh the reviewer was and all this sort of thing and it all happened in real time publicly on a twitter thread <laughs> that everyone saw it i'm sure has been saved for posterity um and it was exquisite it I, should be pointed oh, no. like, i didn't know that was i didn't know that was public and i was just like then you shouldn't neither of you should be doing what you're doing. <laughs> Why would you use I, well, Twitter? It's true that Kira Cass and, and not required you to use a Twitter then because you know fucking blue. I mean she was born in 1981 so she's not digital a digital youth. <laughs> so not a digital it's like not a digital native. So she might yeah, be like one of those forward people. Like, like, <laughs> call the intern in and they'll show you how to do it. Like <laughs> Her publisher keeps saying, Kira, stop replying all. <laughs> Don't CC me. BCC me. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she annoys her colleagues with... with <laughs> they, from, this, from this, though, Publishers Weekly published a piece on it, and I want to name it. I can't seem to read it. it the Wayback Machine isn't giving it to me. But, like, um, the piece was called Should Authors and Agents Weigh In on Citizen Reviews? And I'm really interested in the choice of the word citizen for yeah. this. <laughs> Is that like a citizen's arrest? You can be like... <laughs> what class are they? Are, are they only saying that you can There's be like a number? class like... Yeah, if you're a six, or... don't review my book. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be a three or four class, or I think three my problem and up class is, uh, to review the book. The Twitter drama has more palace intrigue and interest than the selection itself. I, Hey. <laughs> and I don't mean that as the whole book. I, I agree with Nate. Like, I think that America has some, there's some interesting things happening around the way she's like influencing Maxon. And I thought that was intriguing too. But I actually mean the competition itself. Like, I've never watched The Bachelor, but from the trailers of The Bachelor that I've seen, it's way more exciting than this particular selection. Like, I feel like, and I think that's a problem of not knowing really the other um, competitors or what their dates <laughs> are like or, or what they're doing. Like there was a big, and maybe it's partly, maybe maybe it is like um, written younger to skew younger because the like big to do is that he kisses somebody on a date and then the, all of them are flipping out. And we've, are, but what's odd to me is we've already had them say, that she has to be a virgin and that if he wants something more, she's supposed to give it to him. So there's these hints that sex exists in this world, yet you would not know it um, from the way people are freaking out about one kiss. 
Um, and I don't know if that was just an attempt to sanitize, if we're supposed to then see these girls as like completely sheltered, um, or if there just wasn't enough character development for me to care about her competition. Because I just wasn't, like Celeste is just so, at least in this book, she doesn't seem to show anything that makes it clear why she's still there, except that she's connected in some way. Is that what it, it's like? Uh, it has to do with her political connection. Um, yeah. And I guess that's a thing, but like, I wanted to know more about the other people that, and why he might actually like them and why he might get, why he might give America a run for her money or what they were going to do to position themselves. Um, the things that like the hunger game, I think does really well. Like you see the, the way that, the strategies play out that people have. And this book doesn't, nobody, maybe that's the point. I don't know, but no one seems to have guile. I guess they have a little bit. It's like, um, I'm going to wear the dress that's different colored than everybody else. We do see that a little bit. I guess I should back that up. Um, her maids dress her in a- For That's the color. maids who do that. Mm-hmm. Maids yeah. make those decisions. So there is that, I guess. But I guess I just wanted more of it, more of who the characters are. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what you have to get down to the elite so quickly so you can focus on how many are in the elite. Is it just like the, the um, NCAA tournament? Is it just eight? It's six. Okay. I thought it, it looked no, like three. we got bored while writing no. it and decided it's like, oh, got to get to the elite because I can't deal with trying to manage these many characters. Oh, that's so right. What I want one. to happen, yeah, what I want to happen is like, like that one episode, that one season of the Vietnamese Bachelor um, where two of the contestants ended up together and it was this very dramatic and romantic um, thing. And the guy was, I thought, pretty nice about it. He was just like, well, if you leave, you can't come back. And she was like, cool, okay, bye. <laughs> um, and I think they're still together. Or like a, a set, uh, we set the dark on fire kind of thing where it's like supposed to be some sort of a love triangle, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I never thought that, but... Wives were in love with each other. But uh, but gay people didn't exist in this book, so I, I kept waiting. But yeah, <laughs> uh, until the wait until the TV show is made out of it, and I'm sure they'll you know pause some queer. Uh, hopefully, give it a little. I feel more. like I, you guys. I'm really bad because I'm still like, are you sure? <laughs> I really um, okay. Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, six. Um, yeah, I think the closest you get, like she marley you find out stuff about marley yeah um and you find out stuff about celeste and chris and all of the stuff you find out about these people who cares yeah i i honestly feel like it was kind of intentional for them to be fairly one note because you she wanted to differentiate America and have her stand out and it was very clear from the beginning that she and Maxon had chemistry and if he would he said I would I would dismiss all of the others right now if you if you would are okay with it but you don't want that so I'm not going to do that and I felt like okay that's fair and I feel like you see the chemistry between them but I felt like that also meant it doesn't really matter. I don't really have to develop these characters because no one really, no one really cares about them anyway. So it's cool. <laughs> and it's like it, uh, that made her stand out more. They were all just kind of what lemmings, and then she was the uh, I don't know what's the opposite of a lemming. <laughs> a swan. A lemon. No, a lemming. Not a lemon. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, she, well, she has red hair. hair. She has red hair. That's enough to, you know, she's basically the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> and has, and shows like um, empathy and compassion, which are good qualities. At first I was like, who hasn't, who, who, have I ever heard of anyone called America? Like what kind of name is that? And then I realized one of the greatest actresses of our time is named America. America Ferrera. America Ferrera. Yes. <laughs> Queen America. <laughs> that is an America. I, I, yeah, she is an America. I will get, I will get by. <laughs> and the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the we'll thing is. That, I guess. About redheads, but. They show up a lot, way more in stuff than they show up in the real world, but in fictional worlds than they do in the real world. Um, anyway, sorry, I was just thinking about America and her red hair. Um, which, <gasps> does she have blue eyes too? She's red, white, and blue, guys. Does she have blue eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, it's headcanon now. <laughs> headcanon. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. That's perfect. That's what they should have called the book. God damn it! Red, white, blue. Um, I think that the disadvantage, the advantage this book has that meant, I think that there's a lot of brevity is that it's super short, which is what I really liked about yeah it to some degree. And like, if you're to try and build the world out more tell us a little bit more about the rebels perhaps some of those characters you would need some more space but then i was reflecting on that and we have like scenes where like she's just like playing cards with her staff in her room with the door open and like and they're great scenes because they build out her character and show us that empathy right like she's she's the politician who is who talks to the to the janitorial staff or something right like or, or the the celebrity who who knows the people who build sets or whatever but like so i guess it's a good scene but I don't know. You're right. Like, it's amazing to what degree we don't know anything. So what we know about Tiny is that Tiny told the girls something that made them question uh, America. That's all we know about this character, right? Or like, And, and that she's tiny. <laughs> that she's tiny. I guess there's some... I think we're kind of all over here. She lives up or down to her name. <laughs> Again, that's like... Um, that's really efficient. Efficient world building. There's a character named Tiny. You already can picture that character. No need to describe. 100%. Nailed it. They're Perfect. short. They have a small voice. Is that what they said? Tiny voice, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, dark hair. It's tiny. Why would you name your kid Tiny? Maybe it's not actually her name. <laughs> I have um, a, can, I, can I read from the internet to answer that question, Kim? <laughs> so in the comments on the, the fandom selection wiki, the selection wiki fandom, which is my favorite website, um, in the comments on the character page for Tiny Lee, um, not, this isn't what is on the page. This is what people are commenting on the page. It's great. Um, the first one, um, a fandom user on the 12th of July, um, 2020. So recently actually commented, um, I read a fic that makes me ship tiny and Tuesday. So we'll just put that out there. It has nothing to do with tiny's name, but I'm down with it. Tuesday being another member of the selection who we know nothing about. I didn't realize there was a Tuesday. So thank you for that. <laughs> Said to be a friend. It's said to be a friend of Tiny. Um, that I could definitely see this as a world where people are fanfic writing, fanficking. I don't know how to say. It. I'm not a. I'm not a. I C C I N G. Yeah, but because it does, it feels like it. Uh, it's it's a text where you need to do it. 
like because the things don't happen we don't it's not <laughs> it it's interesting to see like how recently i mean i guess it's oh nine years ago there were books where you had to like i don't know what else was around then i'll be honest i've only been a librarian seven years but i've seen so many books that do all the that have all the pieces i wanted in this book i've seen so many of those books now where i don't have to like um start making my fanfic so that my ship will happen your um, tuesday tiny ship exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good point but it's interesting um, that it's it's rich enough for people to want to build on it i'm curious yeah. what's happening like what's sparking the imagination they're making a movie and has anybody seen this cast they're all in their 30s they're all uh they're not teenagers <laughs> yeah i mean uh, unfortunately are they ever but that's true. Sure they're playing teenagers I, it doesn't seem possible i think the 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 actress playing america is like 38 Oh my god. The, the book well, only works if they are teenagers. Why would you make those choices other ways? Uh, okay. Because millennials are marrying later. <laughs> I still want to know, do they actually explain why T Tiny's name is Tiny yeah. in those comments? Thank you. It's. I'm not sure you're going to call this an explanation, but I want to dig with, I like the question because this question is posed. Um, so a fandom user on April um, 11th, 2014. So we have quite a gap in commentary on Tiny's fandom wiki. We might want to go in there and sort of spruce it up a little. Um, but this commenter wrote, is Tiny's real name Tiny Lee or is it Lee, but they call her Tiny Lee? Different people tell me different things, which I love. <laughs> like somebody is asking their friend circle. Um, so that's the question Kim posed to somebody. I, no, wait. Yeah. I have a theory. Her name can't be Lee, L-E-E. -E. Nobody names their kid. Well, never mind. Some people, I'm sure there's a Lee. That tends um, to be the more male maybe she's named for harper lee harper lee um i lee. think that she is named her full name is tiny dancer lee and she's named for the elton john song <laughs> you mean tony danza tony danza, tony danza. <laughs> her name is tony danza lee actually yeah. some of my friends have told me that but others have said other things <laughs> um so there was a <laughs> There is a reply on uh, December 17th, some some seven months later, somebody went on there and replied. Um, it's amazing to me. Like, if you think you, like, are, you post to Facebook or to Twitter and, like, you expect somebody to respond pretty instantaneously. We live in a real, like, fast-paced world. And on this page, you got to wait, like, a year to get a response. Um, this person said, I think her name is actually Tiny. Um, I know, but, like, who would name their daughter that is the question. Um, and that's where the conversation ends. So do I don't know if I answered your question, Kim, but it's interesting that people are talking about this on the internet. Do you think these comments are um, the strategy that um, Kira Cass and her publisher came up with to get rid of the bad reviews? Are they the ones commenting back and forth? And they didn't yeah. realize that it would it took them a year to get get their strategy put together because it was they couldn't do it on Twitter anymore because they they, they lost access because they realized they weren't in private. This is her editor asking her clarifying questions. <laughs> this, this whole time, I honestly thought it was just that they were being racist, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I would th say that your assessment is more astute. <laughs> it feels to me like your assessment is, is on point. Um, but uh, apparently Kira Cass, as fandom user, <laughs> disputes your claim. 
And then the last comment on Chinese uh, wiki uh, page is from um, February 23rd, 2014. And it simply states, tiny is tiny. <laughs> I love it. I love that this very minor character, like extremely minor to the fact that we know very little about her, has her own wiki page to begin with. <laughs> I will say that um, being on uh, AO3, archive of our own, uh, there are 158 uh fan works that I can see and tiny does not appear to be any of them in any of them I'm sorry to say uh but third most common with seven fix so far is um Celeste and America huh wait till later and you would think that except for Celeste dies sorry spoiler (laughs) and there are a lot of uh crossovers there's Harry Potter there's uh BTS, there's uh, Princess Diaries, there's Avatar, (laughs) The Last Airbender. Actually, okay, that's why, because I actually think that Celeste has a thing for America. In my brain, Celeste has a thing for America, because my brain is also twisted, because then I'm like, oh, the gay girl dies. You guys, my brain is twisted, and I just twist everything wrong. It's still, it's, yeah. No, that's interesting, though. Because I always am, like, I always see the gay subtext when it doesn't technically exist. And I I couldn't find it in this book. I was like, I just think they don't exist. I think gay people don't exist. Later (laughs) on. I read way later on. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't exist. But um, (laughs) in my own little fanfic world, apparently. No, I like I like that. I like that reading of it better. It makes it slightly more interesting. Right. But that's also a very common trope of the like they have to kill the queer character. Before right. That's the only right. Thing. And that's why I said that. Yeah. Whatever. So uh, that's fascinating. Oh my gosh. Now I want to write an essay on this. <laughs> <laughs> How does Celeste die? Do you, may I ask? Do, oh, you guys, you major spoiler ears? alert. The, the rebels from. I don't know, South or North, whichever ones are the bad ones, come towards the end of the book of the last one in the series, kills off most everybody, including the king and the queen. And Aspen, like, saves them. He doesn't die, though. Thank heavens. He's shot in the leg, but he's fine. Um, So, and he marries, wait, wait, he marries one of the, or ends up with one of the girls. Lucy, Lucy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but anyway, yeah, she gets shot. Like, okay, so they're just standing there. She's like one of the, the last ones. And she's just kind of standing there. And these guys come up and they shoot her right in the head. And she just falls dead. Like, and that's how you know the whole thing starts. Like, and I still really have no idea what happened. Why would you because... say that for book three? That seems like it should have been in this book. So this was in book three. And then she like, okay, she's going to marry Maxon. And in book four... It's 20 years later and the system still exists and it's her daughter's turn to find her match. So seriously, guys, it's so bad. It just repeats itself. Have you read books four and five? No, why would I want to read them if I don't know anything more about the factions and all of that, like the the North and the South after the end of the third book where they literally kill people? And because it's it's more of this. It's so fun. 
It's selection. It's the second Why selection. Did you selection the first season three two to begin with. Like, there's no other why than that. <laughs> because I really wanted to figure out the North versus South thing. Oh, you yeah, don't understand. Nate was there's like, right. I'm like, okay. At the end of each one, they're like, oh, it's the North the whatever is coming the rebels are coming and i'm just like oh, what is the thing about the rebels <sighs> where is the capital located do we know why do i want to say it's colorado i want to say colorado too because that the hunger games? is in hunger games <laughs> no it's in la it's in la it's in la yeah i think it's in la sure <laughs> Does, there, does the geographic component of North and South apply then? Like the South would be then South American communities and then the North is like some Canadians or something? Like who? It just who, it speaks again to the efficiency of the narrative. We all have, <laughs> we hear North and South, we have immediate reactions emotionally. We know who we side with and who we don't. Who do you <laughs> side with? <laughs> I was going to say, like, do we? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't remember who is the really bad ones though in my head it's the north ones but I think it was the south is it the south oh man there were some that were just remember. like they like to cause a ruckus yeah. and then one that was more organized right that what was did, how it was didn't he say that the yeah. northerners don't have enough food to cause any trouble <laughs> they were like yeah he doesn't right. understand <laughs> hunger i don't understand yeah is she really meaning all of this subtext or are we reading all this subtext in it because you guys this is getting because, more and more problematic because know, there's I, nothing else there i mean it's all in the eye of the beholder i mean that's all books was this intended as a, a hunger games prequel this is um pre-panem oh everybody's shit. hungry it used to be that our reality show was just like a bunch of pretty dresses and that wasn't enough for those violent <laughs> rebels in the north and the south and now they also have to use bows and arrows and brutally murder each other That's so marry prince maxon who's still around um 700 years you just ago. launched a whole new crossover phantom <laughs> this is all this part of one wider <laughs> universe Okay, guys, you know, I have to tell you right now, I gotta go, but this has been really fun, and I'm really, really glad that um, I got all of that off my chest, <laughs> and I really have no read-alikes, because Why? This, this book disappoints me. Oh, <laughs> I'm proud of you for reading all the way through. I'm sorry that you got no substance from this. I could have warned you from the beginning that that was going to be the case. <laughs> I Can thought I, you were in it for the plot like I was. I kept hoping. <laughs> Kim, before you go, can I add yeah. some substance? Like, I want, I've, I'm really enjoying the, the character descriptions of these minor selection characters. And um, as you leave, or maybe to close out, we can talk about Tuesday. Um, a, a bit of trivia. Was a character. Who's Tuesday? <laughs> That's, we're gonna, you're going to find out just what, right before you leave here, Kim. So Tuesday, a bit of trivia, a bit of selection trivia is a name that Kira Cass wished to name her first child. Um, but her husband rejected the name. That's a little bit of trivia. So Tuesday was not a go for whoever her husband is. Tuesday's most memorable line from the selection is, and I quote, oh, hush. That's it. <laughs> oh, hush. Nailed. So that's deep. Tuesday says that, is known to say that to Marley Thomas. Marley Thames, sorry. Marley Thomas, isn't that an actress? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I read it wrong. Marley Thames. Um, so here's the personality of Tuesday. We'll, we'll finish, we'll finish with this for you, Kim. 
She was jealous when America was with Maxon two times in a row. Tuesday could be a little bit too curious and enthusiastic, like when she asks the other girls about their dates or about eliminations. Tuesday also had a temper. When America said the only thing she did on her dates with Maxon was going to the garden, Tuesday huffed. I mean, that's so Tuesday. <laughs> it's totally a sign of a temper. <laughs> now I want to see what would happen if Wednesday Adams was in this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is she Tuesday? Because she's not quite as cool as Wednesday. Yeah, maybe. It's, Obviously. Just, it's fascinating how that's all we know about this character. <laughs> like, what? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, God Nate. I my life is enriched now. Yeah. I really, really appreciate this. And... Oh hush. <laughs> I will leave you with this nugget. Yes. I was looking for so much meaning in this book that I thought that we could use this time to turn this into a selection where we select a nickname for Nate. Um, because I have a nickname. What are you talking no about? There's no one on the podcast with a nickname anymore, and I think Scord is demonstrably terrible. <laughs> That's why it's so good. Oh, I love it. All right. Bye, Kim. Bye, Kim. It's supposed to be like reminiscent of a character on the Sandlot or something. Oh, I see. Some 50s era, like Joker name. Maybe that's your new nickname then, the Sandlot. 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 Nicely. Sandlot I'm down. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a good movie. Much like the selection. Um, and it's... <laughs> Just that to be all of our favorite movies or TV shows or whatever the hell it's going to be. I am fascinated by why the internet writing on this book has so much of it is said. <laughs> it is said that. <laughs> According to the scrolls. <laughs> the, the selection uh, plot Bible says. I'm, I'm interested in the fact that it's, um, it's got such a following that people are interested in Tuesday and Tiny. Even if it's only yeah. comments on the wiki page, like someone took the time to create it. Um, yeah, this came after uh, this came after Twilight, and I think right towards the end of the Hunger Games. So maybe folks were just hungry for a new similar series. Yeah, it's like right on the tail of that of that book, right? Like that's actually why Caracast got a contract for a second one because they thought they could sell anything. Is that kind of what we're we're seeing here? Seems a I think, like unfortunately, yes, that is what we're seeing. I mean, I guess as you said that, it's like, or maybe it wasn't you. Who said it's an easy read? Was that Kim? Yeah. yeah. And um, it's it is light. I, although then finding out that Celeste gets shot in the head later um, changes the calculus on that. This book was very light. There's the, I mean, we have a sense that the rebels come and things are bad because um, is it Lucy, the maid Lucy who has PTSD? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like hints of it, but so little of uh, so little happens that it doesn't feel that dangerous somehow. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe not compared to the Hunger Games. I'm thinking like people are brutally murdered <laughs> pretty quickly in those books. Maybe it was an attempt to fill that niche though, like with families that didn't right. seek out the Hunger Games for their kids. And this is like a, a cleaner version of something. I don't know. Like we have those people look for clean reads. Isn't that like a library term? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Not, not this, not our library term. I don't think. But we yeah, have a clue. <laughs> yeah, they ask for patrons will ask for them a lot. They'll have billions right. of technology. Yeah. 
Wait, so you don't have a clean reads section? section. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. Wow. <laughs> Mind blown. We already have an Amish fiction, like, sub, you know, culture thing in each library. Like, <laughs> you know, where all they do is, like, hold hands, unless you're reading um, Kira Andrews's um, Amish uh, series in which there are, in fact, gay characters. Um, Kira Andrews? Kira Andrews, yeah. I'm going to write that down. My mother-in-law loves Amish fiction uh, oh. inexplicably. Yeah, it's... Uh, I cannot I cannot tell you how the whole series was because I uh, basically skimmed through the second book. But um, they, they... Yeah, gay people do, do in fact exist and they are uh, wow. part of Amish fiction. So, yep. Take advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've already put back like 60 hours of my life in the amish, amish fiction realm and you know i will take advantage i mean it says a lot that gay people are allowed to exist in amish fiction a culture that right? that ceased um to go forward they chose a year and said we're we, no more and yet this <laughs> book which takes place in our far-flung future refuses to have them yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as we know, again, I guess that's why we have uh, fan fiction to put all that uh, queer baiting <laughs> to good use. Mm. <laughs> all of us who desperately want to see like someone, anyone with whom we can actually identify in that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated to see this movie. Yeah, it seems like it's I'm all... i you're fascinated to see it. The, the, the attire looks like Regency. Is Regency a term? Like that's like... Yeah. Um, I don't understand why. <laughs> The f- into know. the future we go and we all become Jane Austen characters and <laughs> was the there we go yeah it was like I was gonna say it's it's almost like Rococo in its appearance it's so over the top and fluffy and pastel it's so bizarre like that is not how I pictured it in my brain at all but you know I'm gonna watch it <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, just like what was the other one that folks were with the wild, or wild, or um, wilds? All the teens that wasn't <gasps> queens, and it should have been. Yeah, the wilds on Amazon, excellent. Oh, <laughs> A plus so review good. for me. You must watch it. I can't get anyone to watch that show. It is the best show ever. Or the one hundred. I know Amy was watching it. Um, yeah. So good. That one. I liked so it, but I do. Intense. It definitely should have been. I don't know why they didn't take Libba Bray's book I just don't I, I think it's a massive missed opportunity but it's still very good it, it, it's I liked it, or it's I mean, very entertaining I feel, you, I feel like that just needs to be its own entity because the wild sure. does uh kind of you know they they make a very interesting plot line that's very complicated yeah so there's some like speculative have- like psychological thriller mm-hmm. stuff going on right for sure it's very interesting and I don't think, I mean, we can live in a world where that exists alongside a movie version of Beauty Queens. Yeah. <laughs> now, so I know we usually have read-alikes. Can we have like reader watch antidotes? Yes, that, that's how we should conclude this one with an anecdote. Like, antidote, antidote, antidote. I'll stop talking. Well, maybe. I have many anecdotes and they all are from Tuesday's uh, fan page, but whatever. <laughs> That's all I care about now. I'm be very disappointed when we move on to the second book, and that's going to be nothing about any of the characters that we know and love now. 
Yeah. <sighs> um, what is your antidote? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it would be, uh, first one that comes to mind is the Princess Academy series by Shannon mm. Hanks, which is pretty rad. Um, and maybe also Beauty Queens, actually, uh, because that is much more diverse and way more funny, <laughs> way funnier. Um, and it's only tangentially related and like they're all part of a competition still, but it's it's different and better. Uh, more representation. And, I mean, what's that? alone. There's more representation in Beauty Queens alone. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Lindsay? I don't know. I have to think on it. I feel like you named The Wilds is a pretty decent one. That's a really Wilds, good one. Or The 100. Is The 100 a decent one? No. I'm, it's 100 is... I like The 100 for the same reasons I like The Selection. To be honest. <laughs> the dresses. It's about the dresses. It's the dresses. Yeah. The dresses. But, I mean, I was recently re-watching The 100 because I, I choose not to be a social person anymore. It's like my new thing. I'm just yeah. <laughs> watching The 100. Um... And I did recognize something very interesting in that um, this happens in the wilds too, except not, there's not as much uh, kissing. Um, but like in the hundred, there's a lot of kissing uh, and there's nowhere to brush your teeth. And I, I recognize that like, that's not something that everybody cares about. Um, you know, like that's totally cool actually. Like, you know, that's fine. There's a debate about morning breath and everything like that that exists in our society. And, but it's surprising to me a little bit, you know, that these very um, attractive CW actors are just smooching around and not brushing their teeth. <laughs> don't know why. The actors, I'm sure, are brushing their teeth. No, they're, I mean, they, they're, what do you call it when you act? They're, me they're method actors. Correct. So yeah, they're not. method actors. No, if they're real friends, then they, they would never. It would be like a Titanic situation where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio would like, eat an onion sandwich or something before every kissing scene and then what do tell it would be yeah. like come here come here let me oh god okay <laughs> is that a true story yeah i think it's part of the it's a, it's it, i don't know if it's just a prank i think it's actually like desexualizing the scene right or is yeah. it just a joke oh interesting yeah because it, yeah especially if you're not actually together you have to do something like that to get through it i would imagine so I mean, that's yeah. kind of before they had um, intimacy coordinators or whatever they call them. Uh, intimacy, intimacy coordinators, yeah. I never really thought about that. Like the, the idea that like act, you have, yeah. I don't know. I have, I have yet to spend too much time kissing people that I have absolutely no interest in kissing. <laughs> I just don't, don't know exactly how difficult or easy that is. Um, especially if you've been stranded on a deserted planet Earth and have no access to Crest. Um, <laughs> Presumably, although there is more representation in the 100, so I'm less, I'm less likely to. I, there's, I, I don't know what to think. Like, I actually think that there's a lot of problems with the 100 story arc as it relates to um, American settler colonialism and how it plays into that story. Like, I could call, I could call it out in many ways, but I do think the cast is wildly diverse. There are really great um, uh, same-sex relationships that exist throughout, like really, really cool uh, relationships, but yeah, the whole concept and the battles between the varying peoples as they describe themselves, like just, um, that's not my antidote. I don't have a shit. I thought I had one. I'm going to have to say I don't, I thought I, I could have sworn I had one, but anyway, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mentioned the discovery app, which I don't have, but like, that's like TLC's like, um, 
product now. Um, I think it's like five ninety nine um, or six ninety nine a month, but you can pay four ninety nine and get no commercials. Discovery um, Plus, right? Yeah, Discovery Plus. Very cool. So I think if you're interested in the selection or if you're trying to get away from the selection, uh, maybe just some more entertaining drama as it relates to this kind of stuff. Like there's a program on there that fascinates me to no end called 90 Day Fiance. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, there's something to watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I mean, if that's what you want to go with, that's, <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> I've seen like five clips of 90 Day Fiance. I can't, I can't, I, I shouldn't judge it based on that alone, but I have. Oh, you should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Nathan, what about you, Nathan? I love that with every fiber of my being. That's <laughs> I haven't watched any of these, but I know, uh, I think maybe Lindsay is into these, um, some pimple popping videos. <gasps> yes, <laughs> all of them. That's perfect. <laughs> feel like that would be uh it would just put you in a different frame you know it's like a karmic cleansing it's a catharsis <laughs> karmic. i don't know i feel like they're more on the same plane as the selection because it's just like zen it's just like fluffing nothingness it's beautiful <laughs> so do you, are you saying like the selection itself as a book is a zen koan you're supposed to like it's it's a riddle whose meaning you can never understand, so you have to constantly ponder it and wonder like how exactly. how it's a thing. Exactly. Like, what is the sound of one hand clapping? What is the selection? Nobody knows. What it is. Exactly. And why can I not stop reading it? <laughs> when you find that answer, let me know. Okay. <laughs> It's one of the most addictive things the world's ever known. Lindsay has many times thrown out her copy of the selection only to find herself early in the morning <laughs> at the bookstore trying to buy another copy. Oh, <laughs> quickly she's leaping she's through to where she left off. Her trash. Going right. through her trash. <laughs> it was it was easy to read. I have a lot of books. Yeah. Still, I'm still not yeah. in a place where I can read with like my full undivided attention like I used to. Mm. And this did move. Um, in, a, in a way that was easy for me to finish. <laughs> I listened to it. It was not, um, yeah, it, that, I think that made it an easier read in the same way that it made Twilight an easier read to just put it on, you know, double or triple time. And just... But I, I read Twilight on double speed. I, I couldn't, we were, I was rereading them to discuss them with you guys. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just, you know, read them on double speed. It's easy. I could not finish a single one. They were just so bad. They were so yeah. bad. And I got so angry. <laughs> and these beautiful. ones are just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> this is silly, but that's okay. I don't mind silly. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I listened to it that way. I did finish all of them. Could not tell you what happens for a solid third to two thirds of any of the titles. Well, that's because yeah, it happened. That, right, <laughs> right. The, Stephanie Meyer was, didn't read her contract that well. She thought she was writing on a Dickens contract where it's like, the more words, the more you get paid. Well, thank God we don't have to worry about that with these books. It sounds like they're over in three, basically. So. Well, I don't know. I'm going for all five. <laughs> yeah. You gotta read all five. Second series? It's just two in the second series? Yes. I think it's just two. Yeah. Interesting. 
Maybe there'll be a standalone third series of one book. <laughs> well, there is. There is a, a novella that's a fairly thick for a novella of um, Marley's story. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. I would read that. We'll have to lobby her um, with our millions of followers on Twitter to create yeah. <laughs> a, a background for uh, or create or uh, allow someone else uh, to create a background for Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> for Tiny. We're just a couple of citizens making our opinions clear. <laughs> We're going to write a citizen's review. Citizens. <laughs> what? Just, just weighing in a couple of citizens weighing in on, on the selection. <laughs> All right. Yeah, speaking of weighing in on things, <laughs> is that is that everything we had to weigh in on? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Nathan, do you give down, a but... read a like or a read a dote or? <laughs> I mean, I pimple popping videos. Um, I was thinking. Uh, Marine Goo, Jenny Han. Oh, it's a read alike, Sam. Sandia Manon. <laughs> and, oh, um, any of those would be good. Oh, and uh, Sonia Manon. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I have started and reading um, The Way You Make Me Feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. Have, have you read it? Did I'm we do it as a podcast? We, we did. I listened to <laughs> okay. that one. That's the, but it's great. It's the, the food truck. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Uh, romance. Um, I could lobby that to be to be somewhere in our queue. I think that I'm would, really enjoying it. I would it, reread it. I liked that a lot. It's great. Okay, if we were, in, are we reading the are we reading the elite? That's a deal we made with each other. I I don't feel like we discussed it. I could go either way. I'm just so happy we got to discuss this one. It was a joy to re reread and discuss it. So if you guys feel no need to go further, that's cool with me. Too. Well, I feel like Kim's already made the commitment and I would not <laughs> yeah. believe her hanging like that. So. My only concern is like with, I don't know, maybe it's with Twilight. There was like just more ridiculousness to explore and it just got more and more ridiculous. Like, so to an unbelievable level, it's like, there's no it's not possible for this to get any more ridiculous, but somehow it does. And for this one, I feel like if they stays fairly, you know, fairly steady throughout, it gets a little bit darker. There's some, you know, um, you know, with like Celeste is a good example, but I can think of a few other things that get a little darker, but so I feel like either way would be good. I don't know if you guys will feel very uh, fulfilled. <laughs> Like Kim failed to be with the series, so yeah, you I'm, some cotton candy, and you're still not full. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down to keep going. I really, like I said, I thought the story was super readable, and like you were saying, Nathan, like it's not as though I'm able to read a whole lot these days. Like I think, <laughs> yeah, um, Marine Goo, like the, uh, that kind of romance is, and I like, I also like the the lead character in that book, whose name I'm missing, also has that kind of has that um that fun independent streak, I guess, is that we're, we're seeing here with America. Like, I don't know, like there's something about that character that I am able to read these days. So um, I'd go with, I'd go with the elite. I just have to, um, right. just have to do it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Old. Yeah. It sounds good to me. You've been listening to, is it teen enough for you now? A virtual YA book club.
the recording, editing, production, and music was produced by the Is It Teen Enough For You Now panel. Kim, Lindsay, Molly, Nate, Amy, and me, Nathan. You can send us an email at isitteenenoughforyounow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. You can find us at Is It Teen Enough. You can subscribe on iTunes or find our episodes at isitteenenough.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening. Actually, guys, I had some.